Life is crazy, and we get that. That's why we're here. <laughs> it's the Crazy Happy Life Podcast with Joey and Lauren. So I just read something I'm a little confused by. Um, it says that friend dating is now a new thing. Isn't that just hanging out with your friends? Friend dating? Friend dating, yeah. Like what's the, friend dates. What's the description? Is that it's just hanging out with your friends? Well, no, it says typically the opposite sex. So it'd be like me and a female friend that I have going out to dinner. So you're just as friends. But you're calling it a date. So that wouldn't be just as friends. Yeah, but it's a friend date. You there's no implication of ever pursuing anything except for just two friends hanging out. But the confusion ensues when you say like, Oh, what were you doing last night? Oh, I was on a date. I know. I'm just I'm I'm literally just somebody thinks you're dating somebody. That's what I would think. So maybe Maybe you have to call it something, but it says that uh, that friend dating is something that is healthy and going on dates with friends. I just call that hanging out. I mean, I guess if it was just me and a female, it would be a little strange if I looked at them and was like, you want to go out to dinner, right? As friends? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how close you are with somebody because if you have that closeness and comfortable relationship, you can already be like, hey, let's grab dinner, and it's not weird. But if you went up to your female friend and you said, hey, let's go on a date— you both need to be on the same page that it's this new term, friend date. Otherwise, she's like, oh, date? What? You know, and then it's yeah. kind of weird. I'm going to look it up. Is uh, it, Maybe it's called uh, fate or a uh, <laughs> What else do you dreamt. call it other than a date? Like a, a powwow? A, I just a, call it a hanging session, out. A dinner sesh? Yeah, friend dating. It's like dating but in a non-serious way. It's a, a terrible limbo stuck between the dating and the friend zone. Friend dating is just as hard as regular dating. Oh, this is an article. So it's even it's even more. It's kind yeah. of where you don't know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess. So uh dating a friend, <laughs> seven things to know before uh dating a friend. We were we were friend dating, I think back in high school, weren't we? Again, the, yes, but it was that weird limbo because you thought it was more than dating and I well, thought it was friends. Hold on. You are terrible at um understanding the friend zone just hanging out with friends. You would go on trips with a guy. You went out. Who was the guy you went on a trip with to Seattle? Remember we that guy? We ended up not going, but we had plans. It was okay. Randy, my you friend Randy. A, you had a plan, and just hear me out here. You had a plan to go to Seattle for a weekend with one of your guy friends, but he absolutely thought that you meant more than friends. I didn't pick up on that at all. You never I, pick up on I that I thought kind we of were stuff. buds. Like, there was never any romantic connection, and so I thought... Yeah, we're we're really good friends, and it was for a Blink-182 concert was where we were going to go, and he's a big fan, and I was a big fan, so we were going to go together. Saying it now and speaking it out loud, realizing we would have to travel, the two yeah. of us, Hotel? find a place to stay, the two of us, go to the show, two of us, go to eat, the two of us. Yeah, saying it now, I'm like, okay, I probably let him on. If you would have gotten a to. hotel room, would you have gotten a uh, two queen or a one king? Two queen. Okay, you I, get a king, and that's automatically okay. This is more than friends. I've shared a, I've shared in a fact, bed I with a friend before. I probably would have gotten my own room. When I went to Vegas, when I was in college, uh, when I was a young broadcasting pupil, and I went there to cover um, a conference basketball tournament for college basketball, they ran out of hotel rooms, and so I ended up having to share a bed with. It was an acquaintance at the time, but now he's become one of my friends. But because best, you slept in the same bed. Yeah, because bed. because we slept with the same <laughs> in the same bed, and now we're now we're good friends with them. And he's got like three kids now, mm-hmm. but we had to share a bed. And the best part is, is like I am a. I mean, I'll move around when I sleep, and I don't remember where I'm moving to. So constantly, we would wake up the next day, 
face to face. And that's just weird, man. That's so awkward. And so you wake constantly, up and you're looking right yeah, at each other's and, faces. And it was a queen bed. It was a queen bed. And so it wasn't even a king. And so we were darn close. Yeah. And constantly, three straight mornings in Vegas, waking up, open my eyes. <laughs> there he is. Were you guys under the same blankets? Yeah. In fact, um, we had there was only three pillows on the bed. And I remember he was like, I'm going to need the third pillow to put between my knees because I need to sleep <laughs> with a pillow between my knees, which I've never done. Yeah. But you did get me on the team squeeze a pillow when I sleep. Yep. That's how I sleep. I have one pillow under my head. I squeeze a pillow or hug a pillow basically all night. I hug another pillow. And I, I never done that before. And now the moment that pillow you leaves, can't or something, I can't stop. I have to <laughs> squeeze. And I cuddle it hard, man. I know. Me too. <laughs> like, I've I never spooned hard. anything harder than my pillow. It just feels so right. Oh, man. But um, it life's... really uh, developed, by the way, the uh, pillow thing developed a lot when I was pregnant. Because when I was pregnant, I would have a pillow that I would prop underneath my giant belly. So that as I'm sleeping on my side, I yeah. have some support underneath, and now I just can't let go of the pillow. What's the most comfortable way to sleep like um, being pregnant? The Sorry. most comfortable way to sleep being pregnant is on my side. Which it side? all sucks. There's nothing comfortable. Is there a side that actually made more sense? Uh, they tell you to sleep. I'm trying to think. They tell you to sleep on a certain side. I, I thought think it was it's, left. I think it's the left side is what they say because of the blood flow or whatever. Um, so they tell you to sleep on a certain side. I would love to sleep on my back or my belly, but you can't. You're not allowed to. So you you are forced to sleep on your side. Imagine wanting to sleep in other like positions, yeah. but you're supposed to sleep on one side. So it almost feels like you want what you can't have. Sleeping well, when pregnant sucks. I'm a side sleeper, so I constantly sleep on my side. And so it would like I would imagine that everything would be fine until they told me I couldn't sleep on my side. Yeah. Then I'd be frustrated. Exactly. But I imagine at being pregnant, can you even sleep on your back? Like I feel like that would no, hurt. No, you can't. You're, well, you're not supposed to for one. And no, you it like how do I explain? It makes you feel like your lungs are collapsing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I can't imagine <laughs> sleeping on my back being pregnant. Yeah. I would feel the weight because the baby just like is then laying against your body, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all your body, but well, gosh, and I, I think can't it imagine. it restricts kind of the proper blood flowing function to the, um, what's it called? What's it called? Placenta, the amniotic sac, like whatever the baby gets fluids from. I should know this having had one, but uh, yeah, it kind of restricts that too. So you're supposed to sleep on your side. We're not going to reveal the timeline, but a big development in our life is we have finally come to the same agreement on when we want to do our second round of IVF. That was a big, since our last podcast episode, we finally, we were on different pages. I wouldn't say the pages were far apart, but we were kind of on different pages. Well, it's hard because we're in such a unique situation, right? There are couples out there who are normal, like normal speaking as far as how their bodies work. And so they can have babies randomly or whenever mm-hmm. they want and they can kind of figure it out. We, it's weird. It's like a blessing and a curse. It's a curse because we we don't really know what's going to happen at any point because sometimes IVF works, sometimes it doesn't, right? The blessing about IVF is obviously the end result in having a child, but the problem that we run into is because we can't do it on our own, yeah. we have to plan, which becomes an issue because then it almost feels like the anticipation or the anxiousness rather than just, oh, hey, I'm pregnant. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's like, crazy. I don't like the stress at all. I've actually, I, it's been, it has yeah. not been fun. 
I could plan out to the very due date of our future child right now, a year or two from now without yeah. even, I mean, obviously there's the uh, stipulation that it has to work, but you have everything planned down to the very moment you do everything. And so with that comes a lot of anxiety where we think, um, should we do it here? No, wait, but what about this? Oh, is that too soon? Oh, wait, I don't know. And I'm more on the earlier train than you. You want to wait a little longer than me. So we had to find a compromise. Yeah. But what's crazy is we now know if it works, we now know our baby's due date for baby number two. Yep. We know it. I already know it. Lauren could say it right now if she wanted to, but she's not going to say it. Uh, Just because we want to keep, I mean, yeah, we want to make sure everything's going to go well and it's then weird. we'll share as we go. But. We actually kind of, we disagree on a lot more than I thought when it comes to this because first, I I don't know why I thought this, but I thought we would both be on the same wavelength of when we wanted to try to have our second child, but we haven't. And finally, we're now kind of to a point where we feel like, I don't know. I just always thought, oh yeah, we'll both be like, Hey, ready to start and try to have uh, baby number two? And I thought we'd both be like, yep, let's try for this. But it, for whatever reason, we're not. The other thing that we've kind of gone back and forth with, I am fine with being a lot more public about the second round of IVF, and you have kind of leaned more towards, well, I want to kind of keep that private, which is fine to me. But that's been interesting, too, is kind of, I mean, anytime you are in the position that we're in, being, you know, kind of living out your life every morning, talking about your life for four hours a day, you kind of have to pick and choose. Hey, we're not going to talk about this. We are going to talk about this. That's off table. That's mm-hmm. public. So I feel bad, too, because I feel like we haven't gotten on the same page yet for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm listen, I'm a huge advocate for owning your story, sharing your story, being open and honest, because my goodness, the moment we became open about our infertility struggles, we had been reached out to by countless people who yeah. they say, oh, my gosh, you, you've really helped me get through this and this. I, you've helped change my situation. We've helped inspire others. So that to me means so much. And I love hearing those stories. In fact, we were at an event the other day and uh, it was a, we were emceeing an event and somebody came up to me with her baby in the stroller. And she says, I just want you to know, I was at the um, event that you guys spoke at on behalf of infertility and you really inspired me and we adopted this little beautiful baby girl, blah, 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 blah. So I, I love that side of it. Mm-hmm. I just get scared, and maybe this is my own issue, but I get scared that we're going to be all like, wham, bam, we're doing it, we've got this, we've got that. And then it's like the messages every waking moment about like, so did it work? Did it work? Are you there? Has it happened? Are you pregnant? Because even when we did IVF the first time and we were open about it and everybody knew we were doing it, I still kept uh, the privacy of when we found out. The timeline? Well, the, the pregnancy. So people knew we were doing IVF. They didn't know how long it was going to take me to find out if we were pregnant. Yeah. So people would ask me, like, so do you know yet? I'd say, no, I don't, even though I knew. And then we announced that I was pregnant when I was, like, 13 weeks. Is that when we did it? Yeah. That's no, when we did I, it. I've so- thought about that, too, because I'm like, if we if we announce, hey, we're starting IVF round two, then you're right. We are going to get messages on messages of, so did it work? And let's say there's a couple things. First, it takes a while, so I don't know if we want to be answering that. But I thought about this. If it doesn't work or we have a miscarriage, I don't I mean, I don't think either of us want a bunch of messages of, hey, are you having a baby? And then you kind of have to retell that story yeah. every time. And it's been so hard. I'm okay with that. So another thing I've thought of too is when you put it in perspective of it, let's just say an, a normal couple, again, that has children easily, yeah. nobody's cracking the mics or getting on their face and be like, <laughs> guess what, everyone? Have a baby. We're trying to have another baby. Like it's it's kind of something that 
you kind of share when it happens. And so for me, I'm like, I, I kind of feel like I want that form of normalcy that other couples get where you can surprise people. Yeah. Surprise! We did it, and then we can share the pictures and the documentation of our whole process and the needles and everything like that, where then we can open up and invite people in to share it once it's already okay. been done. Here's my concern, though. This is what I've been really struggling with, thinking about this, is for how long does IVF normally take? Um, like three? Well, the point we're at now, since we already have partial it, it done from the first round, is like three months okay. before a transfer and then hopefully 10 days before knowing if you're pregnant. So my problem is for three months, you're going to be getting shots every day. You're going to be on medications and you're going to be an emotional roller coaster and all these things. And it's going to be a huge part of our life for three months. I'm like, how are we going to do a morning show every day and be like, how was your night last night? And I feel like everything we do, we just talk about, oh, yeah, we did this and that. And so I'm like, how are we going to go three months without ever bringing up IVF? When we're going to yeah. be doing it every morning before yeah. the show, I'm going to be giving you shots in your hiney. <laughs> I just keep thinking of how sweet it'll be at the end when yeah, we no, can no, no, share totally. the result of, look what we've been going through. Yeah. Like, look at what we did, you know, and it's or more of a surprise because I don't know. And people go back and forth on a lot of things. There are a lot of women out there that choose to share their pregnant immediately. Immediately, right when they find out, which is amazing. What's and then the, there's other people that wait till yeah. you know 13, 14, whatever weeks. What's the typical uh, timeline for like when when normal normally people announce that they're pregnant? Um, it's typical for a lot of people to wait till they're through the first trimester, which, which is, is twelve weeks. I hate when you use the big words like I just uh, the twelve weeks, even three months. Is that yes, three months. Three months. So a lot of people will wait till then, but it's becoming more and more common that people announce it right away because. If they suffer a loss, they have that many more people yeah. to support them and love them through Do you it. like that idea? If the very first pregnancy test, you just tell people you're pregnant? Or do you like waiting for the, like, 13 weeks? My personal um, personality is I like to wait. Yeah. I like okay. to keep that special time and just, I don't know, I, it's a very nerve-wracking thing for, for us because... We have such slim chances yeah. of it working that I just get nervous. But but you're right. There, there's pros and cons to both sides. So, so I'm like, I don't know. I well, don't know what to do. Either way, we know the due date potentially for baby number two. And that's kind of exciting. I kind of just like teasing everybody about it. We know the it's, due date for baby number two. It's farther away than you think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I will say that just like because two months. I am not pregnant right now. Okay. Yeah, you're not. That's. Uh, did anybody let's think just you're say. Well, we've had I a few people. You bought a new car, and so everyone thinks because you bought a bigger <laughs> car, everyone thinks you're pregnant. I posted a something. What did I do? Something on on TikTok, and people on TikTok were like, oh, "Is she pregnant?" Yeah, yeah. I saw she got a new car. She has to be pregnant, right? And I'm like, "Whoa, everybody! I'm not. I haven't even started the shots yet. That will be um, hint number one. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, on yeah. any meds yet. Okay, you may your, know when I'm hint. on meds because I'll be sassy. Yeah, you know what? Well, <laughs> we've had that when we when we got pregnant the first time, we weren't really great at we tried to keep things kind of hidden, but we talk on the show and I think just nonchalantly like, oh, I don't feel great this morning. And people are like, boom, morning sickness. Lauren is pregnant. So mm-hmm. I don't even even if we try to hide it, I'm sure someone will try to read the tea leaves and try to figure it out, which is fine with me. I don't care really. So uh, we're also gonna start potty training soon. Which has been something that I'm really not looking forward to. Give me all the tips, all the tricks, all the magic wizardry, please, because I'm not ready for this. I do think our son is ready, though, because when he has to go, number two, yeah. he, like, hides. Like, he hides himself when he does it. And my mom was telling me that that's a sign that they're ready to potty train because they're, like, 
realizing what they're doing and they're getting like embarrassed by it kind of or something which i'm like why would he be embarrassed he, he's been doing it his whole life it's not like anybody's teased him for it yeah but it's almost they're making the connection before i just be like i just something happens in my pants and then i just sit in it for a little bit yeah here's my problem this is why i'm not ready for potty training and i don't know if i'll ever be ready is i've gotten in such a groove and a rhythm of changing his diaper it doesn't really bother me right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Changing a diaper. And, I mean, we're changing how many diapers a day? Five? Oh, more than that. You think more than five? Oh, Since yeah. When we get home from work, from um, noon till when he goes to bed, you think five? I'd say at least six. At least. Am I missing a bunch of these diapers? I change a lot of diapers. Okay, maybe I change three a day then. Okay. I probably change three diapers a day, mm-hmm. maybe two to three. So I'm kind of in that rhythm where I'm like... I could do this for the rest of my life. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, there are so many kids that start at different times. They're in different phases. Some kids may not be ready. Some are. I have a friend who uh, potty trained her kiddo at like 16 months. That's crazy. That's insane. But then other people, yeah, and then other people, it's like four. And it's whatever works. There are some kids, they will let you know when they are not ready, you know? So anyway, give me all your uh, tips and tricks. I think I'm going to buy a uh, potty chart. Our son is very motivated by praise. I don't think he's motivated by treats because he barely takes anything from, like, I'll have ice cream or a cookie, and I try to give him a bite. He's like, eh, but he hasn't tried it. Yeah. I guarantee you if he took a bite, he would want more, but he, like, isn't even interested in trying it because it's unfamiliar to him. So I know a lot of people will motivate their kids to go potty with candy or treats or whatever. Yeah. But he's very motivated by praise. Anytime. Dude just loves getting oh. getting a yay and a couple of oh claps. Oh, my gosh. He's- if you go, yay, he just eats it up. He loves it. He's on stage. He's on cloud nine. So I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of yays and clapping in our future to get well, him to go to the bathroom. The other thing that's crazy, and I don't know if a lot of – you can let us know. I don't know if a lot of kids are like this now just because of the day and age. But he absolutely knows when a phone is recording him, and he will absolutely cheese it up. And he knows exactly when mm-hmm. a picture is being taken of him because the moment either the flash goes on or he can just tell the way we're holding our phone that he will start smiling. And I don't know if that's a him thing and that's just who he is or if most babies and toddlers now, they, they understand, oh, phones are like cameras. They're taking a video of me. They're taking a picture of me. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like the moment we go to take a picture, he's like, "Geez," yep. and it's just he's great. on I mean, stage. Yeah, yeah, he's he he lights up. So potty chart. Are you gonna get that watch that you saw on Amazon? That little yeah. potty watch. So yeah, I was gonna say I want to get a chart of some sort to motivate him or mark it down. I don't really know that he'll like understand what that means yet, but eventually. Um, and then there's a potty watch. It's the coolest thing. Uh, a friend sent it to me. And it's on Amazon, and it's a watch that's in the shape of a toilet, and it has, like, a timer on it. And then, like, every 30 minutes, it plays a potty song. Oh, my gosh. That really is incredible. It reminds your toddler or your kid when the potty song goes off, it's time to try to go potty. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. I hope it works. I really hope it works. So there it is. Um, We now know the due date for baby number two. We should take guesses. You can uh, text us, (laughs) 68719. We should take guesses. And uh, we're going to start the potty training journey. So pray for us, man. Seriously, whatever you believe in, we're going to need it. We need all the help.